0: Well, it's getting closer, and I'm so glad that you're here today as we continue getting ready for Christmas. Uh, one of the boys last me asked me last night we were having dinner together, and you know, we started this Christmas series last week, and I preached on the second coming of Jesus, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, really didn't even go to a text about the Christmas story. and so, uh, one of the boys last, asked me last night, are you going to preach from the Christmas story or are you just going to uh, do something random? And I'm like, well, you know me, I'm going to do something random. Uh, I will never be predictable. And so we're in the Gospel of Romans this morning, but uh, we're excited to uh, be in this series and also excited we'll be concluding our, our Christmas series next week uh, with a special time of Christmas Communion next sunday so looking forward to that uh, we will be having two special services next week um at 8 30 and ten thirty again next week but both of those services next week will be led by our praise team and i appreciate our praise band so much uh being willing to uh lead us in both services next week as we uh uh, participate in communion as well. But for those watching online, or maybe you're here this morning and you know you can't be here next week, or, or heaven forbid, maybe you get quarantined before next week and have to join us online, we want to make sure that everyone watching online has an opportunity uh, to participate in our Christmas communion as well. And so this week, We will have prepackaged communion elements available for you to pick up in our drive through out here anytime Friday or Saturday. So you can drive through anytime uh, Friday or Saturday, and there will be uh, tables set up out there for you to be able to pick up uh, enough communion cups for you and uh, your family. Uh, that you plan to join you watching online uh, next Sunday. So if you're planning to watch online next week at 10.30, be sure and swing by uh, to pick up your communion cups for that. We're looking forward to it being a very special day as we gather together. Well, one of the songs that I've been hearing a lot lately, and y'all know I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. I talk about it all the time. Uh, I would listen to it year-round if they actually just had a station on the radio that played it all the time. Uh, But if you get in any of our vehicles right now, uh, you will hear Christmas music. And uh, we pass that on down to our kids. I know uh, Hayden, in particular, starts listening to Christmas music a little earlier than most, but we love it. One of the songs I've been hearing a lot lately is a song that says this. It's beginning to look a lot like christmas right you've all heard it and you know it and you're familiar with it and uh as i heard that song this week i I began to think about you know everywhere you go right now you you can see the sights and hear the sounds and even uh, some places uh smell the smells of christmas uh, you can smell Kirklands before you even pull in the shopping center over there. I mean, you can, you can see Christmas, you can hear Christmas, you can smell Christmas. But I begin to think about it as I heard that song. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I begin to think about that and think, you know, what would Christmas look like? How would Christmas look if we were to take away the lights, to take away the ribbons and the bows, take away the Christmas trees? Our house would be empty right now if we took all the Christmas trees out of it. But if we took all that away, and then it would be even a greater tragedy if we took away Santa and the reindeer And all the gifts. But if we take away everything that we see. And everything that we hear. That reminds us of Christmas. Then what is it that we have left? If all of that is removed. What is it that we have left? Well we as followers of Christ. It's a simple answer for us. We all know. That regardless of all of those things and all of that stuff, that even if you took all of that away, we'd still have Jesus. And we would still have the hope that comes with the birth of our Lord and Savior. We would still have the hope of Christmas. And I don't know if you've realized it or, or not, and whether you're a follower of Christ here today or not, or watching online. But most of us are getting ready for Christmas with hope in our hearts and in our minds, whether we actually have realized that or not. We all have hope this year, and probably especially this year, as we approach Christmas. Maybe you, like I, have thought or said something like this recently. I hope I'm not quarantined at Christmas. (laughs) Anybody? You thought about it? Or maybe I hope I don't get this virus and have to spend Christmas alone. Have you considered that? If you haven't, you're going to think about it now because how miserable would that be? I know exactly where I'm going to be delegated to in our house if I test positive. How horrible would it be to spend Christmas alone because you had a virus? Maybe you've said, I hope that none of my family has this virus at Christmas time. This is probably a more common hope this year than ever before. But how about this one? I hope all the gifts that I've ordered online come in before Christmas. All right, I don't know about y'all, but uh, we have done pretty, probably 99% of our Christmas shopping this year online. And so we hope all those gifts come in before Christmas. For the kids that are here today. It may sound more like this. I hope Santa Claus isn't quarantined for Christmas. Wouldn't that be a tragedy? Or I hope that I get everything that I asked for for Christmas this year. And whether we realize it or not, we all know that this Christmas is going to be quite different than any Christmas that we've experienced in the past. I know I don't recall a time similar to this, but then again, I'm very young and I haven't experienced near as many Christmases as most of you have, but I don't recall one quite being like this. And so as we get closer to Christmas and this week, let's just take a few minutes to focus on, even in a time like this, even when so many things are being taken away from us and aren't available to us this Christmas that we normally have, even in the midst of all of this, let's focus on the hope that we do have. The hope that we have in Christ. Even though it's like I've been calling it COVID Christmas 2020, While a lot of things will be different this year, we still have a hope that cannot be taken away. So let's look first this morning at what the Apostle Paul says to us here in Romans chapter 15. And I want to focus on verses 12 and 13 this morning. And uh, we'll look at several other passages, but this will be a primary focus and emphasis today. Paul writes this and he begins by quoting the prophet Isaiah who had a lot to prophesy about Jesus. He writes this and again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up. One who will arise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy. And peace as you trust in Him. So that you may overflow with hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And friends, this is a great reminder to you and I today. That our hope is heaven sent. Our hope came and was born and laid in a manger on that very first day christmas day real hope is not of this world real hope is not of this world and and, and i've said it over and over uh, this year because uh, in particular this year has been an election year and some people have absolutely just lost their minds about that and so i've tried to remind us and remind myself uh, throughout this year that You know what, our our hope, thank the Lord, is not in the next president. Our hope is not in a political party. Our hope today is not in our government and what our government can do for us. Our hope is not in our family today. Now, our hope is not in our health today. And more importantly today, as anxious as we are for a a COVID vaccine right now, friends, our hope for this world is not in a vaccine. Because here's the deal, our hope is heaven sent. Our hope will never disappoint. Our hope will never let you down. Uh, Our hope has a name, and His name is Jesus. Jesus is our hope. And and there's an old hymn that uh, we used to uh, sing, a a hymn of the church that that I love, that says it like this, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And here's the deal, friends. Our hope is is heaven sent and our hope must be personally received. You notice in that song uh, that many of you have sang time and time again, it says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and, and righteousness. We don't sing our hope, we sing and make it personal and we sing about it being my hope because it can't just be our hope, it has to be my hope and it has to be your hope uh, as well and and we have to receive that personally and we know that we receive that when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and when you receive Jesus you are receiving this hope that scripture talks to and, and speaks about and so we of all people we who call ourselves followers of Christ, we who call ourselves Christians, we of all people should be the ones living this in the world that we are in right now. We of all people should be living our lives as people of hope because we truly do have a hope that this world Uh, does not have. Paul says uh, uh, over in Ephesians, he's speaking to this hope, and and, and he reminds us of a time, because there was a time in your life when you were actually hopeless. There was a time before we come to know Christ that you and I were hopeless. He says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, he says, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, say but now, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Uh, Don't be fooled. Without Christ, we have no hope. Without Christ, yes, you are hopeless. Uh, Jesus came, though, and he willingly came and gave his life on the cross of Calvary so that we could be forgiven, and not only so that we could be forgiven, but also that we could be reconciled to God. It was a way that we could be with God and reconciled to him. We have this gift that was heaven-sent, and this is our hope. And so now, now back to uh, our passage here in Romans. Look at verse 13 again. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may what? So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is so good. Don't miss this. Our hope is overflowing it's overflowing today our heaven-sent hope is not just a one-time hope that that we received when we came to an altar and we prayed a prayer and accepted christ it's not just a a one-time deal yes when we receive jesus personally as our savior yes we do personally receive hope but here's the deal It's not just a one-time experience that we have to hope will carry us through to the end of our life. It's just not a one-time deal that we get and then, oh boy, I I hope it works uh, until the day I die. Uh, No, what he's saying here is our hope overflows. Don't you love the thought of that? Our hope overflows. And an overflowing hope never runs out. It never runs out. It never comes up short. It's never not enough. Right? Our supply of hope never runs dry. It's continually flowing and overflowing. Well, we saw Peter refer to this hope. We, we, we did a series that, that lasted forever uh, back in the spring and summer out of First and 2 Peter. And we saw Peter speak to this in 1 Peter chapter 1. Verse 3, he says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, can never spoil, or never fade. Friends, because of the resurrection of Jesus... Because He came, because He died, and because He was resurrected out of that tomb. We have this continual, overflowing hope that Peter refers to as this living hope that dwells within us. It's a living hope that is in us. It's not just something that we read about all right. It's not just something that we wish for. It is something that is actually alive on the inside of you and it's overflowing in us as the children of God. I hope you get a sensation today of something being stirred and coming alive within your soul and within your spirit and you begin to feel it come alive and overflow in your life. That is the presence of God through the presence of His Holy Spirit and the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. I've said it time and time again. Scripture says it time and time again. The same resurrection power that raised Him up from the dead, that that walked Him out of that tomb that day, is the same power that flows through your veins. It's alive and it's overflowing. It's a living hope and it's an overflowing Hope and it is what will give you the strength. It is what will give you the strength to make it through a difficult day. It is what will give you the strength to be able to make it through a difficult 2020. It's what will give you the strength to make it through a COVID Christmas. This living hope, this overflow of hope will overcome a lot of things that this world will throw at us this hope this living hope will overcome bitterness it will uh, help you overcome jealousy it will wipe away the tears of pain and of suffering and it will also enable you to be able to live a life of victory over your old way of living And I don't know about you today, but I need that overflowing, living hope washing over me daily. I need it washing over me moment by moment. It's the hope that gives us the strength and the power to be able to overcome anything that may come at us and that the world may throw at us. And friends, this is a hope. That is not sold in stores. You can't buy it through Amazon. Hope is not in limited supply today. It's alive. And it cannot be contained. It cannot be stopped. And it cannot be defeated. Our hope is a living hope. Overflowing in the children of God. And here's another thing about hope today that we all need in our lives as well. Our hope, this heaven-sent, living, overflowing hope, friends, it brings peace. It brings peace. Anybody need a little peace in their life this year? A little peace in the midst of COVID? A little peace in the midst of quarantine? A little peace in the the midst of isolation. A little peace in the house. A little peace on earth. Friends, there's a reason when Jesus came to this earth that there was a multitude of angels and heavenly hosts that were praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, what? Peace, goodwill toward men. This is what the multitude of angels and the heavenly hosts were singing as Jesus came to this earth. Glory to God and on earth there now can be an experienced peace. Our hope came through Jesus so that we would have peace. Look again at what the Apostle Paul says here again in verse 13. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Don't miss this, friends. There is a fruit that is produced by this heaven-sent, overflowing hope. And the fruit of that is joy and peace. And when God gives you hope, when God fills you with hope, what has He done? He's given of Himself. He's given you Himself through the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, that lives within you, that's overflowing within you. That's actually God Himself. That's why we have hope, because we have God. He is the God of hope. And not only is He the God of hope, but He is the God of hope. Of peace. He's the God of peace. And our hope is not in vain. It's not an empty hope. Our hope is an assurance based on who God is. God is hope. God is peace. And our assurance is in that. And because of that, you and I too can have peace. A peace in knowing. No matter what. God will never let us down. No matter what, God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is close to you. We, we talked about it Wednesday night. We saw uh, the psalmist say that He is your refuge. He is your ever-present help in times of trouble. He has a plan, friends, and His plan is perfect. He is faithful. And you can find peace in knowing that and living that. Paul said in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, he said, let us hold unswervingly. Now that's a big word. I don't know how many of you this week have been doing what I've been doing, but uh for the last ten days the NFR has been on TV. Any anybody had joined me in that endeavor all ten nights? Lynette can't stand it. I, I don't even know. Uh I don't even know how we can be so opposite and be so madly in love. But we've been watching I've been watching the NFR. Lynette's just been sitting over on the couch looking at a book and Saying repeatedly, how could anybody in their right mind think that was fun? That's the point, babe. None of them are in their right mind. It's fun watching these people who aren't in their right mind. But I tell you, as you watch that, what you're watching is some people who are determined not to let go. Right? The rough stock riding, they're determined. Don't let go. I watched a guy trying to throw a steer in the steer wrestling the other day, and it walked him all over that arena, and he was determined not to let go. And as I read this scripture, let us hold unswervingly. That's exactly what they've been doing. They've been holding tight and doing their dead level best. Not to let go. Paul says, let us hold unswervingly. Holding on tight. Not letting go of what? This hope that we profess. For He who has promised us this hope is faithful. So don't let go of it. Don't, don't give up. Hold on to it for dear Life and don't let go of that hope that has been promised to us. And I don't know what it is today that you're holding on to today, trying to find peace and trying to find hope. But I tell you today, if it's anything other than Jesus, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be discouraged. But here's the deal Jesus will not let you down. He's not going to disappoint you. So don't lose your hope. Don't you dare give up because your hope is what brings peace. The prophet Isaiah said in chapter 25, and verse 3, he says, you, he's talking about God here, he says, you will keep in perfect peace Him whose mind is steadfast, not letting go, holding tight, because He trusts in you. Those minds, those people, those whose minds are steadfast and set on Him, don't miss this, they'll be the ones who remain steady. They'll be the ones who remain steady. They will be the ones who keep at it. They will be the ones who don't quit. And they will be the ones who have perfect peace. Why? Because they trust in the God of hope. So how do we keep our minds steadfast and set upon Him and receive this perfect peace? Well, do we do that by denying all of our problems? Uh, Do we do that by denying that there's a virus out there that's killed thousands? Do we do it by just dreaming about this happily ever after ending? No. That's not what this hope is about at all. This hope This hope that is in us. This hope that is alive. This hope that is overflowing. Don't miss what it does. This hope transforms us. This hope changes us. We approach all these problems. And yeah, you're still going to have problems. And we still may get the virus. And we still may lose some loved ones. You know, but this hope is what changes us daily to become more like Christ, it transforms... Listen, this hope will transform your attitude. This hope will transform your way of thinking. Because hope will not leave you like you used to be. Hope will not leave us like we were. Hope makes us new and makes us more like Him. And therefore, we have peace. As we become more and more like Him. Look at verse 13. One more time before we close today. And it says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now church, I guess this is what I really needed to tell myself today. And this is what I really want you to know today because I know a lot of people are struggling right now. It's been a very difficult year and it appears that it's getting worse. But don't miss this today. You cannot muster up enough hope on your own to get through it. You can't do it. You can't muster up enough hope and enough strength and enough courage on your own to get through what this life is going to throw at you. You can't fake it. You can't create it. You can't get enough gifts this Christmas to have it. God is the only one who gives you hope by the power of His Holy Spirit in you. This living, overflowing power that we have as followers of Christ. Hope is not something that you build up. Hope is not something that uh, you create for yourself. It's not something that you get if you've been good enough. It's not something you even develop. It will get stronger the more you use it. Your hope, though, comes through this power of God working in you and through you. It's alive and it's overflowing. Friends, life has thrown us a curveball that we didn't see coming. No one expected this. Last Christmas, none of us anticipated what we would be facing this Christmas. Not a one of us. But let me tell you something COVID hasn't changed God. It's changed a lot of things, but it hasn't changed Him. And he didn't all of a sudden get weaker. And he didn't take the year off. Even though if we're honest today, it kind of seems like he did. <laughs> but he didn't. These difficult days haven't changed one word of God that you're holding right there in your Bible today. None of this has changed one single word His promises have not changed. Our God has not changed. And friends, I'm here to tell you today, our hope has not changed. It's alive and overflowing in us today. When life throws you hard times, you can do one of two things. You can let your circumstances get you down. You can get bitter, or you can get better. You can let it get you down, or you can rise above your circumstances with this living, powerful, overflowing hope that you have today. It is heaven-sent. It is overflowing, and it is alive, and it is healthy and well. And it offers perfect peace. And today, if nothing else today, my prayer has been that you would literally get a sense that you would just picture in your mind the hope of Jesus overflowing over you. That you could see it you could feel it, an overflowing hope coming down over you. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for my family. That's my prayer for this world that they would know the hope that we have. As we get ready for Christmas. It's a great time to be reminded. Jesus. Is faithful. Grab on to that. And don't you dare let go. Believe his word. Believe his promises. God has brought you this far. He will see you through until the end. Let me pray for you. God, we feel your presence here today. And I thank you so much for this reminder of this hope that we have in you. God, we often talk about the hope that we have because we're saved. God, there is so much that we inherit as children of God other than just being saved. Saved is an awesome thing. It's It's incredible that you would want to save me or save any of us that are here today. But God, when we allow you to take up residence in our life when we accept you as our personal Lord and Savior. We make you Lord of our life, which means we give you full control. And God, when you have full control, we are full of you and your Holy Spirit. And God, my prayer is that you would give us more of the Holy Spirit. You would feel us more, that we truly would experience you in a way today that it is truly overflowing in us and through us and out of us because. God, there are many people that we'll come in contact with tomorrow that need some hope in their lives, and they haven't seen it, they don't know about it, but yet we're filled with it, and it's overflowing and alive in us, so may it overflow to the point that not only it carries us through tomorrow, but it will spill out onto those we come in contact with, with tomorrow. That they would see, we know something and we, we have a hope that this world does not understand or comprehend. And they would be drawn to you because of that. God, continue to fill us with your Spirit. Fill us with your presence. Continue to use us in a world that needs to see Jesus God, I pray that if there be anyone here this morning that hasn't accepted you and received you personally as their Lord and Savior, that today would be a day that uh, they would accept you. And today would be a day that they would receive this living and overflowing hope into their heart and into their life. Maybe there's some here today that, that, that just needed to have you uh, uh, remind them today and to stir that hope within them uh, today that, that that you would stir it to a point that they would feel it overflowing and alive in their hearts and in their lives today. God, we thank you so much for that kind of love that you have for us, for those promises that you've made us. God, we thank you that you are with us, that you are our help, you are our hope, you are our refuge, and you are our ever- present help in time of trouble. Thank you for that promise. Thank you for your faithfulness today. God, we love you so much and we thank you for loving us and for helping us today. God, I thank you for what you've done, but I'm also going to thank you for what you're going to do in the days ahead as we place our hope and our faith in you. And it's in the powerful name of Jesus that I pray and ask these things. And as we go today, I just hope that you would receive this blessing before we go one last time. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love you guys. God bless you. Hope you have a great week.